The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. Well, somebody that's familiar with meteorologists from all over and news anchors, sure, and news cameras, mm-hmm. and made that transition to become our guy over at the uh, V dot locally. That's Lynn Stevens. He's with us this morning. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. So let me publicly apologize for calling you at 550 the other morning. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, oops. Oops. Uh, yeah. Did you ever have to do mornings? <laughs> yeah, well, yes, yes. Yeah. In fact, a few times when I would do morning shows, I really enjoyed them because morning television programs, if they're done right, you have a little time to show a little personality. As yeah. Right. As cover the news. And when you have good co-anchors, uh, it can be a fun experience. But mm-hmm. yeah, you, you rise uh, long before the sun, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then you realize, hey, what am I going to do with the rest of my day? <laughs> so, Lynn, how how long were you behind the camera? Oh gosh, or not behind uh, in front it, of the in camera? Front of the camera. Yeah. I'm sorry, he might have been behind it because you know a lot of these people started like, hey, can you do the news tonight? Our guy is sick. <laughs> Jeff Taylor has a similar story, right? But anyways, yeah, yeah. behind no, or I mean, in I front. Actually, I'm sorry. I said behind or in front of the camera. Yeah, well, I started in in, uh, 94, and I was behind the camera for a number of years. And then when I started my on-camera career, that was in 98, and that was in eastern North Carolina as a cub reporter. And I loved the experience. I was getting paid in sunshine, but uh, (laughs) I was also covering the hurricanes, which was a real blast. You could have been doing, like, uh, radio (laughs) then. (laughs) Yeah. No, oh, it, was, it was a fun experience, um, and, you know, and I, I had the bug uh, long before then, but it was it was a lot of fun. Well, now you're uh, tell us about your your new uh, position and and what you're doing there with VDOT. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm working for VDOT as the communications director for the Lynchburg district, and it's been a wonderful transition for me. Um, I've uh, bounced around a bit, and I did not ever want to leave Lynchburg. So when the job came available, I took it, and I wanted to. And uh, I was familiar with Paula Jones. I had interacted with her. This mm-hmm. is her job that I took over as she retired, and she's doing quite well in retirement for those who are interested. And uh, I just jumped at it, and I was very fortunate to get the job. And it's been a wonderful experience for me. VDOT is a fantastic organization. The people I'm working with are just the best, and I've loved every minute of it. Well, I have to tell you, Lynn, I was I helped a buddy of mine. I used to be in construction, and uh, we were there on a weekend at your repair garage, and we replaced the countertop at the service counter, you know, for the for that. Yeah. And so I got to see, got to meet some of your folks because we started on a Friday afternoon going into the evening and then all day Saturday. And I couldn't believe the uh, the equipment they had down there and the fact that you service your own vehicles. And it's, it's not just changing the oil in these trucks. You guys no. do some full-fledged mechanic work there. Yeah, and the winters uh, are extremely tough on these vehicles. Yeah. And so you're, you're talking about taking the plow blades off and making sure that they're functioning properly. That everything They inspect everything on those vehicles, and they do a wonderful job keeping them in shape. And it, it is a challenge when we lose a vehicle that, that is out for repair. So we try to get those repairs done as quickly as possible. So that's, that's good to know you guys are kind of like keeping it all in-house. Let's talk about your... Your website, you guys just upgraded it here the other day. It had been yeah. stagnant since 2008, which is a long run for a website to uh, to be in place. But you yeah. guys have revamped it. How has it changed? 
Oh, it's well, we uh, first off, I think <clears throat> I just want to say the web team did a fantastic job with the new website. If you've been on it, you can see it's a totally different experience to the one that you're used to. And you mentioned it, it hasn't been adjusted since 2008, so we needed a, a redesign. They did a fantastic job with this. It's the goal of this website is to make it easier for all sorts of users to find the information that they want to find. And uh, you have a search function on there. You have It's just laid out better. I think intuitively the information that you need is just easier to access. And we know that a lot of people use mobile devices now. Right. And this website is now mobile accessible. So you can get on your phone and access the website, and it, the experience should be pretty much exactly the same as if you're using your desktop or your laptop. The other thing that we're doing is uh, we have a connection to 511virginia.org right there on the website. So you can just click on see travel alerts and boom, it takes you right over to 511, which is real-time traffic data about our roads. Uh, are there any crashes out there, uh, construction, where are the slow points? And you can see that in real time. And that's really a neat tool to have right there rather than having to jump around there's also a search feature if, if something is kind of hiding on you and you can't quite find it, you just search for it. And so we're, we're pretty proud with uh, the website that we've created here. This is kind of a website that's more forward-looking now. It's mm -hmm. keeping the future in mind. And again, the web team, I think, just did a fantastic job. So people are going to be traveling a lot these, you know, over these next few days. And I, I don't know, I haven't seen the long-term forecast, but thinking, keeping VDOT in mind... Uh, you guys probably look at these models of, you know, December and January. What are you guys, you know, seeing as far as, because I know you team up with meteorologists and all that kind of thing. Yeah, we do. And we did have our weather briefing. Uh, and we've also had a seminar uh, where we had a bunch of folks that are working with us to prepare for winter weather. And yes, the, so I'm not a meteorologist, but I can tell you the information that we've heard that this is going to be a, an El Nino and a, and a strong one, actually that we were told December was going to be fairly kind to us. Mm -hmm. uh, as we get into January, maybe mid to late January in particular, that El Nino is going to strengthen. And that, for our section of the country, the mid-Atlantic states, that means more precipitation. And then as we get into February, we were told that's the one that could be the, the roughest month okay. in terms of snowfall. Right. So... Um, that's a very general prediction, of course. It's very difficult to predict weather more than, you know, it's really, if, if you get a forecast that's 10 days in advance, mm -hmm. you know, that, that ninth and 10th day, that's a little more iffy, sure. if you will. But these are more long-term patterns. And uh, I also saw a forecast in Richmond where the uh, meteorologist was saying, hey, the last time we had a pattern like this set up was the last time we had a white Christmas mm. uh, in, in Richmond. And so... Now, it does not look as though we're going to have a white Christmas here. I, there's nothing to indicate that that's going to be the case. Uh, but we still have some time, and I do think that January and especially February are going to be the tough months for us. With the, the increase, I mean, everybody's talking inflation. It, it doesn't matter if you're buying a wheel bearing or a snow blade or 50,000 tons of you know salt and brine. Uh, what what does that look like for you guys as you've had to try to forecast and not overbuy, especially with the way things, I don't know if they're ever going to come back down. Maybe I'll ask your, your news anchor background about that one. But um, how do you guys kind of forecast that part, knowing that the costs have gone up and hopefully your budgets have increased some to, to compensate? Well, we do have 
increased budgets, and I can tell you that because last winter was actually very kind to us mm-hmm. uh, in in terms of how much brine and whatnot we had to put out on the roads, I think you know we're in very good shape right now. I don't know exactly how much the costs have fluctuated. Um, I wasn't in the purchasing part of that, but right. I can tell you that in the Lynchburg district, we have about ten million dollars allocated to winter weather road maintenance. Mm-hmm. And uh, that means that includes more than 530 pieces of snow removal equipment, 32,000 tons of salt, another 6,600 tons of abrasives, Mm -hmm. sand and whatnot, um, 242,000 gallons of brine. Uh, We have some liquid chloride that is used to make the brine, and we have more than 460 VDOT and contract employees ready to go. So we feel very confident in our plan. People sometimes don't realize that uh, we start preparing for winter weather in July. Mm. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. You know, July, you're thinking, you know, how do I beat the heat? i got to get to the pool or get in the shade. And we're talking about doing dry runs and how much salt do we have on hand and, uh, and you know, whatnot. So it, it's, Because uh, a bad it, storm, an, an unanticipated bad storm, can really throw you guys, you know, for a loop as far as your budget I mean, it can have a huge impact. Yeah. And the the other thing about the budget is there's no point at which we would say, oh, you know, let's say we have a really, really bad winter and then another storm hits. There's no point at which we would say, gee, you know, we don't we don't like how much money we're spending on this. We'll just not uh, handle this one. That that's not part of the equation. Right. So Mm -hmm. no matter what, when it snows, when there's ice on the roads, when the roads are slick, we're going to get our crews out there. And we're going to take care of them. We already had one, actually. Uh, it was, uh, what, two weeks ago. This was up in uh, Nelson County. Um, there was some snow. It was actually about four inches of snow that fell up there near the ski slope, Wintergreen. Oh, okay. So we had our yeah. trucks moving and plowing, and that was our first real measurable snow. And uh, it was just a little taste, you know, of what is yet to come. But it's, it's interesting that the rest of the district got nothing. Huh. And that illustrates Virginia's topography, and even just the Lynchburg district topography. Yeah. Uh, there's a massive difference in what you'll see on the roads up in, say, northern Nelson County where the elevations are higher, and then, say, Halifax County on the south side. Completely different weather. One, one final question, and, and we do appreciate your, your time this morning, Lynn. What's, what's the biggest challenge for you guys when you know there's a storm coming? We, as not just listeners of the show, but as citizens, what is... What is that best plan for citizens to plan for that makes y'all's job easier? I think the number one thing I tell people is to be weather aware. Pay attention to the forecast. You know, be aware of what's going on. And if a storm is coming, by gosh, please listen. What kind of storm are we going to get? And when, when people like me are saying, hey, please stay off the roads, Right. We'd love it if people would listen to that, because the safest place to be always during an inclement weather event is indoors and not out on the roads. Yeah. Now, some, sometimes we'll have a, a light rain or a, you know, a light dusting of snow, and I'm not going to be telling people to stay off the roads for that. But when, when you hear me or others from VDOT or, or other officials saying, hey, really not a good idea to be out in this, uh, please heed that warning, because... It can change very, very quickly. And as we just talked about, the different weather you'll see in different parts of, of the district, mm-hmm. you may get a false sense. You may be on a primary in a relatively flat area and say, yeah, the weather roads are fine. And mm-hmm. then you get into a secondary and you hit that, that slick spot. And it, you really have to be on your toes. 
many, many times I've heard of, of accidents, some of them serious, and there was a choice made to, to tra- travel when it was not necessary. And so that's really the biggest one for us. And then if you, the other thing is if you do have to be on the roads and it's bad out there and our plows are out there, give them space. Please don't get too close to the plows. Let these guys have the space they need to, to work. Uh, give them several, hundred, several yards, at least maybe 100 yards behind them to let them do their job. Um, because it, the, the quicker they can get it done, the better it is for everybody. Sure. Well, Lynn, thank you so much for, for being with us. Uh, we hope you guys and gals, your whole team over there at VDOT has a wonderful holiday season. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to you. And it'll probably not be good news that we have to get a hold right. of you. But, yeah. uh, but <laughs> hey, I know, I'll get up early for you. I know you will. You guys take care. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? Thank you so much for having me. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Lynn Stevens, VDOT communication uh, spokesperson uh, jen and i'll be back with friday funny here at 719 thanks for being here and on... we're christmas traditions yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay the morning jam with janet rose and mark lamb 